Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. This is Dr. Jay Calvert and Dr. Millicent Ravello. Dr. Millicent Ravello, how are you? I'm doing excellent. How are you? I'm pretty charged up after a day of severe complex nasal reconstruction and rhinoplasty. Yeah, you were operating like a machine today. This was a big day. Churning them out, those noses. Two rib grafts and a division of a forehead flap, an inset and division. That's a solid day. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It was good. Went very well. I think... uh, I think I'm, I got to carry that momentum into my 30 patients on the schedule tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> that's rough. I don't know what's harder, a full day of patients or a full day of surgery. Actually, I do know which is harder, but uh, <laughs> they're equally. They have, yeah. their, they have their challenges. They have their and challenges. And they have their upsides yes. and their downsides. But yet. And that's kind of what we're here to talk about today is the importance of postoperative follow-up. Yes. So that was my day today was... A full, full, full day of patients, some new consults, but a decent amount of patients that were here for their follow-ups. And my schedule stays pretty full with follow-ups because I really, 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 really think it's important to follow my patients very closely. And so that is the impetus for this podcast. Yeah, you had you had some stuff where you were sort of like... You know, how do they not follow up after I do these operations (laughs) for them? Like, how do they think it's okay to not come back? To be fair, most of my patients um, have learned that I find it very important and they do follow up. And the challenge becomes when it gets, well, the challenge is if you don't live in the area or if you don't live close, right. then it definitely becomes onerous for the patients. And I understand that, you know, driving an hour, sitting in traffic, it's a pain in the butt. Like I totally get that, but I also think that it's incredibly important that they follow up or I wouldn't ask them to do that and make that sacrifice to come because for whatever surgery it is, whether it's a nose or a face or the breast or a tummy or a liposuction, Catching things early is so important for an excellent outcome. Yeah, and the follow-ups are part of the care. It says that in the consent forms. Yes. If you read the consents, there is a section that says that I recognize that following up after surgery is essential to the outcome of my operation. Yes, absolutely. And every surgery is a little bit different, but certainly there is a sort of standard cadence to my follow-ups and usually it means that I see the patient you know the next day after surgery or within two days three at the most depending on the you know severity of the surgery and then I like to see them at one week and then at three weeks and then six weeks three months six months one year that's sort of my standard for most surgeries now Different surgeries may have more follow-ups in that early time period. So if you have drains in, I will typically see you every week. If you're a breast reconstruction patient undergoing expansion, I'm going to see you every week. Or if you're having any kind of wound issues or complications, I'm going to see you on a weekly basis. Because I find that in those instances, I really need to follow them closely to see what's happening with that wound or with that drain or with whatever. Because having my patients just 
floundering around out there for weeks at a time in their immediate post-op period is incredibly anxiety provoking to me. <laughs> I'm like a mother duck. Like, where are my little ducklings? Like, they can't just leave. They can't just leave when I'm not done with them. <laughs> There's nothing good about floundering patients. Floundering patients. <laughs> I just have this vision of patients sort of like flopping on a wet sidewalk trying to get some... That's a terrible vision. We don't want our patients floundering. We don't. We really don't. No, they need to they need to stay in contact. And I will tell you that you know, it is one of the reasons why out of town patients for me just give me like anxiety. They give me chest right. pain because it's like once they go on the plane and off they go, it, you're they're, they're kind of on their own. When patients come in from out of town, I usually like them to stay for 8-10 days depending on the operation. And then I do like them to come back within a month to six weeks because I got to look at them. Yes. Even though like things are going great, they don't know if they're going great. Yeah. You don't know. I mean, you don't. No. You don't know if it's going great. Yeah. And there's all kinds you of things. You might think it's great because nothing hurts. Right. And, you know, there's no infection or whatever, but there could be something brewing in the background. There's something. Yeah. That you don't know that we do. That we do, yeah. You know. <laughs> like Dr. Ravello, you know. <laughs> I know. But if you're a patient and you've not ever done surgery before, you don't know what could be brewing. And that's why you have to come back. You have to come back. You have to come back. And the, even if there is nothing wrong or brewing, there are so many tips and words of advice that I need to give you at certain stages in your recovery. Because I could write all this down and I could tell you all of it at your first post-op visit, but you're not going to remember it. What did I tell you to do at week three or four? You know, you're, just, you're not going to re- retain it. So when I see you at each visit, that's when I say, okay, now this is the stage where we do this. So now your wounds have healed. Now let's talk about scar care and scar management um, or you know, your drain is about ready to come out. I need you to limit your activity. Like words of advice and pearls that are pertinent to that particular stage of your recovery to get you the best result possible. 100%. And you ha- and that only happens in a face-to-face interaction. Right. right. Zoom calls are somewhat valuable. Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah. Should still do them. But the in-person, and I know this because I just was uh, in contact with a patient that has not been back since her operation. And I'm just like, you have to come back. You, you, you told me you were going to come back. This was part of the deal. And you have to come back here to make sure that everything's okay. Otherwise, when there's a problem, you'll be like, well, how come you didn't make me come yeah. back? And it's not for our own benefit, per se, that we need these patients to come back. Because... It, it's not, but it's for the patients. It really is. So even if it seems onerous that I'm asking you to come back or do this or do that and follow up, I'm really, I'm thinking of your outcome. Like I'm getting nothing out of it if to have you come back this frequently. That's right. I, so if I'm asking you to come back, it's because I really feel like you need to, like for your own good and for your own benefit. A hundred percent. And then the other thing that arises and I do try my best to address this preoperatively so patients are aware. But for a lot of the body cases that I do, um, breast cases, tummy tucks, liposuction, I highly recommend and encourage 
post-lymphatic massage, which is something that we're going to have a separate podcast about. But there is a time frame when I think that that's important to do it. There are also instances where I may want you to go to hyperbarics, and I will refer you to our hyperbaric podcast. These are all critical parts of the post-operative recovery. The hard part of surgery really starts after surgery, for the patient at least. 100%. Like our part's kind of done after the surgery, but for the patients, that hands-on uh, owning of their post-operative recovery is the hard part. And sometimes it does require adjuvant things like massages or hyperbarics or scar management or whatever it is. And it's critical to get that really amazing result and or prevent problems to do those extra steps, even if it means you have to make an extra trip during the week. And yes, even if it means that there's an extra cost, which is why I do try and address that preoperatively so patients are aware there may be some extra cost. But sometimes things arise that you, you don't plan for. And you got to be ready for it. 100%. You have to know that this is a, it's a team effort. It's the doctor-patient relationship, not, not the, you know, the doctor and good luck. You yeah. know, you, we, surgery is, a, is an ongoing process where we, we do the operation and it includes pre-op care, post-op care, you know, the intra-op care, obviously. But you, you have to be willing to, to be an active participant in your own success and your own outcome. Absolutely. And it is definitely a team effort. I have patients say that to me in both offices that I go to. And I had one tell me today as well. Um, I'm fortunate to have a very great team of people that help me from the front office desk to coordinators to MAs. They're just amazing. And I had a patient tell me today, she's like, I always feel so good coming in here because I just have this team of support. She's like, I'm always nervous that there's going to be something wrong, but just coming in here and seeing your whole team always makes me feel better. And I hope that's how my patients feel because that's the goal. That's the idea is that there is this team network. And even if something does go wrong, we got you. Like, we're going to get through this, and we're going to help you through it, and we're going to give you the resources you need because as a team, we are here for you. So that's, that is why I find the post-op care so important so that we can be that team for the patient. Yeah, it, it, it's, it sounds like you know, when we're saying these things, you kind of go like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> but people don't do it. Yeah. There are some patients that just think like, well, that's not for me. Yeah. And, and you can only do so much, I suppose. But that's why we're doing this podcast, to impress the importance of it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And the other thing and, um, that I think is important to know even before going into surgery, because plastic surgery is expensive, no doubt about it, especially when you're looking at cosmetic fees, cosmetic procedures. Um, it can sometimes be a stretch for the budget. And Big I totally time. understand that. Uh, And I think it's important to know that you need to have a little stash of money put aside for potential post-op problems. So if you're spending your entire nest egg on this one surgery and then something comes up afterwards and you can't afford the care that maybe that requires, that's a problem. So you have to know that there may be issues that arise. Maybe it's a trip to the ER to get an ultrasound or a CT scan, or maybe it's a hyperbaric session you weren't planning on. Sometimes insurance doesn't cover these things, and you may have some out-of-pocket expenses you weren't necessarily planning on, but that arise. And so you have to be aware that that is a possibility. Yeah, that's for sure. And that 
is stuff that we cover preoperatively. It's in our consent forms. It is, and I, I really encourage you, the patients who are listening to this, to read those consent forms because they kind of go over all of the stuff that, you know, we, we say these things and we talk about them, but it's hard to get it until you sit there and read it and sign it. So don't yeah. just sign the consent forms. You need to read them. Read them. Sign them, take them home, look at yeah, them again. You got you got to know that yeah. like th- this is surgery. It's not uh you know it's it's not just a, you know, a trip to the movie theater. It it's like a real process with you know very real impact on your life in all kinds of good ways with potential for for hiccups and bumps in the road that you have to be aware of. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you don't follow up, <laughs> Dr. Ravel is going to come to your house and she's going to pull you out of bed and she's going to put you on a bus and send you down to Beverly Hills and make you follow up. And make you follow up. It's true. I, I, I would totally do that if I could. <laughs> <laughs> I would too. You need to see people. You it's do. It's very important. I do. Anything else about that? Because I think we've beaten it to death. I think we have. I think if you haven't gotten the message yet, th- this is here. Here, you ready for this? This is the message. Please follow up. Do your Please follow come ups. see me. Do your follow-ups. I really want to see you. That's Please right. come see me. <laughs> Please. No, it's, it, is, it is part and parcel to getting great results. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Well, with that, this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. Thanks for listening to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. If you want to reach Dr. Ravello or myself, we're available for consultations. We can also be reached through the websites. Dr. Ravello, what's your website? My website is rovelloplasticsurgery.com. And the phone number to reach us here in the office is 310-954-1355. And I do want to mention Rock Spa, which is the sponsor, truly the financial backer of this podcast. And Rock Spa is the Medi Spa that's located both in Newport Beach and Beverly Hills, providing Botox, fillers, lasers, microneedling, esthetician services like hydrofacials. We have incredible people. They do great stuff. And I highly recommend taking a look at the websites, rockspanewportbeach.com or rockspabeverlyhills.com. All the information is also on my website, drcalvert.com.